Hello, everybody. This is the Pay Me and Plane Tickets podcast. I'm your host, Jelani. And today we get to talk to Tyler Morris from Newport News, Virginia. She's been traveling since birth, since the womb, as she puts it. She's also traveled solo and to many different locations. We discuss her favorite trips, worst trips, almost getting left behind on a cruise ship, and the infamous Yachtnik experience, amongst many other things. Let's dive in. Let's start first with this. What's your travel age? Oh, so with my travel age, I okay, so technically I've been traveling my entire life. I've been okay. traveling since I was in my mom's womb. Um when my mom got pregnant with me, everybody in Louisiana. Yeah, I lost you there. She took a trip. Um, and then when I was born, she took me down there when I wasn't even a couple months and I've been traveling domestically like that since I was a baby. So wow. my travel age is my real age. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> we'll say, we'll say since, since, uh, since the best years is basically all every year you've been traveling. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, with your family, do you, can you recall a time maybe a favorite trip you've been on one that you sort of remembered and then also a worst trip. You're like, uh, I'm never going back there again. Okay. So family trips. So the favorite trip that I've been on with my mom, I was about eight years old. We went to Ocho Rios, Jamaica. I can't remember if it was a cruise or if we flew straight there but I was maybe like eight or 10 years old and we climbed a waterfall and oh, it wow. was just so much fun. Like I'm very clumsy. So I was like falling down the waterfall, grabbing her, <laughs> pulling her down with me, screaming, laughing. And it just was so much fun. And we were just so relaxed and having so much fun. And we actually have a photo from that trip where I don't oh. know if we still have that picture, but I was just screaming, laughing. And I just was so illuminated uh-huh. in the picture. And I just still remember that to this day. And then the worst trip I ever went on, I hate to say this. I hope they didn't hear this. <laughs> but the worst trip I ever went on was with my cousin and her friends uh-huh. in 2020. We went on a cruise and the cruise went to Belize and some other places. And the cruise ship almost left me. <laughs> oh, no way, no way. Left I almost got left by the cruise ship for um a number of reasons. It was it was just miscommunication between my cousin who was like the leader of the group. She knew all the information. I wasn't really talking to her because I oh, had an I attitude. I stood um, up from the group, went off on my own. I didn't know when I was supposed to be back. And I almost got left. <laughs> 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 Bad. 
so bad. Oh man. Um, you know, when you travel, you just get people's travel personalities. And I was like, I love y'all, but I'll never travel with y'all again. <laughs> now here's the thing. So I, I've never been on a cruise before. So I'm always interested in people who take cruises or, or who have taken cruises. So defining like the cruise experience, is it so unique from just traveling to one place and exploring it? Or is it kind of like you get everything, you get to kind of mix and match the different islands or different locations you get to stop at. Is it, is it, is it, is it your preferred way of traveling? I wouldn't say it's my preferred way of traveling. No. Um, I cruised a lot as a child and then I went on a cruise as an adult, that one cruise that I just mentioned, yeah. but a cruise is like a floating city. I mean, mm -hmm. everything that you want is on the cruise ship, gym, casino, restaurant, activities, it's all on the cruise ship. And then me being me, I go all inclusive when I cruise. So I get the drink package, the activities package. I don't have to worry about anything. And yeah. the cruise is very gluttonous. So you can <laughs> eat all day. You can drink all day. And a lot of people don't oh, wow. like cruises because it's buffet style. So all okay. the food is buffet style. Some cruises have like specialty restaurants where you can make a reservation and you can go sit down. That's yeah. very common, actually, if you don't want to eat buffet style. But, you know, they have burger joints, fried joints, pizza. Wow. Uh, all the ice cream you can eat and, and then you can go um eat with the captain and the crew and you have the captain's dinner and you get dressed up and wow. it's just really nice and so what happens is you're literally in the sea for maybe one to two days and then you yeah. go into port and when you're in port they tell you this is x amount of time don't be like me actually know what time you need to go <laughs> be back on the cruise ship they tell you, okay, we're going to be here for four hours. Um, Go explore, enjoy yourself, and then you can come back. But with cruises, you can knock a lot of countries off of your list. I see. And yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one cruise that I, like, secretly have my eye on, uh, haven't said this out loud. But I've, <laughs> exclusive. I've, it's an exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> I've had my eye on this since like college when I learned about it. Now there's different variations of it, but it's basically a 166 day cruise and Whoa. you go to 35 countries. Wow. So wait, yeah, I, where is it traveling to? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> because when you think about going to 35 countries, if you calculate the airfare, yeah. train fare, Ubers, taxis, then you everything. think about the hotels, the food. If you were to do all of that a la carte, there's no way the deal you would get wow, going yeah. to a cruise. I mean, it just, I mean. Wow. Yeah, that is a lot. That is a lot. Me, 35. It just, yeah. But I don't really like fast travel. So I feel like 166 days for 40 countries, that's not, I mean, I mean, that's about three days in each country. That's Possibly. basically three days in each country. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's go, close. Go, 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 go. But with you being on the cruise, there's no way you could do three days in each country because you remember you have to spend so much time at sea. I, oh, I right. Yeah, sea. good point. Good point. Because I yeah. was going to think, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, me, I personally, me being me, I'm, I just look at it. I just I just want to look at it. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm just looking. Look, all you need is the Instagram shot and 
Yeah. A few little regular photos and a, maybe a drink and you're good. Yeah. So I I like cruises. It's not my preferred way to travel. But if I'm trying to knock out a lot of countries or if I want to do something cheap, fun, and quick, a cruise is a, cruise is a pretty good way to go. Okay. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take your advice or heed your advice on that because I've never and tried I mean, a cruise. Cruises are great for couples. Okay, okay. Cruises yeah. are great for couples <laughs> because there are other couples. This is a great way to meet. Uh, I see, people. I see. It's like the bonding. Um, you you have so many activities, you don't get bored. It's just fun. Cruises are great for single people. You cruises mm-hmm. are like if you're a, a solo travel and you go on a cruise, you're gonna make friends. So Perfect. I mean, I'm I'm not. This is not a sponsor ad. (laughs) She works for the Ritz Carlton over here, guys. (laughs) Like like a good cruise. I like a good cruise because those drinks are so good. The bartenders really. You know this. They say, "What? What do you want? What are you trying to?" Especially when you have the unlimited drink package. They just, they just. uh, That's a riot. Because aren't there? Isn't there like a. Amusement parks are like water, like water rides and everything on. Like yeah. I've seen some ones. I've seen some pictures. Want, all everything you want. And they just released, I think it's Royal Caribbean. They just released like the largest cruise ship in human history. And they're like, it literally looks like lasagna. Everything they have because it's just like layers upon layers upon layers of stuff to do. Yeah. Like, it's just like... Okay. <laughs> it's here. They got Broadway shows and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm, they do. We then discussed how many countries she has visited. And also, what was her first solo travel experience like? I have visited a total of 17 countries. Congrats. Jeez. You're up there. You're up there with the top of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, compared to the people in our group, I'm still yeah. a baby. But yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. No, no, yes, yes, yes. I'm nothing. I thought I was something until I got into that that group chat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm nobody. <laughs> But um, okay, so obviously you've had the family trips, and so those are different types of travel. So when did you first take your solo travel? Do you know like that story? Yes, I I first took my solo travel when I started making quote unquote big girl money. Um, <laughs> it was my first year out of college. It I I didn't have a I didn't get a a quote unquote corporate job until three years after college um my job history is not that exciting but it is storied so when I got out of college I worked in the field so what I got my degree in I actually worked in the field but I was like boots on the ground I didn't have a cushy corporate job So I was working in a distribution center as a manager straight out of college. And, you know, the money was shit. But (laughs) for for somebody straight out of college, my family was like, this is a great opportunity. The money is so good. I'm like, no, it's not. But I was living with my grandmother. I was only paying her $200 in rent. So the money was good because I had so much discretionary income. Keep, right. You know, I didn't have a car note. I, you know, so I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things were different back then. Um, where did it, all that it, it could add up easier for you? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was working at this job, giving it my all, and I look up, and I had been there for six months, and I hadn't taken a day off. So I was wow. literally on the brink of burnout, and I go to HR, and I'm like, "Hey, I've been here for six months. Like nobody has talked to me about." 
how to take vacation. Nobody has told me how many vacation days I have. Like, I need a day off. And she was like, well, yeah, you have, um, what did she tell me? I, I was there for a year. She said I was there for a year. So I think I had like 10 days. She was like, yeah, you have 10 days off and you have to use them all by February because that's when the fiscal year started. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, she was like, you can roll five days over. Whatever you don't use, you lose. We won't pay you out. So, you know, we encourage you to, you know, use your days. Mm-hmm. So by this point, it was it was November when I asked her this. So I was like, I haven't oh. used any days. Like right. I haven't had a day off. So I just literally drove home and I was thinking about this. And I was like, I need some time off. I need, I need, I need. So, so me being me, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to take all my days. <laughs> all my days. Because luckily where I work, you didn't accrue time. You got all your time up front. It wasn't work an hour, gain this many minutes. It wasn't gotcha. bullshit like that. Yeah. Um, When you signed up, here are your vacation days. Do what you want with them. So... I went home, got on Expedia, did some Google searches, um, called Expedia, did some research on Instagram. I, Me, I'm the kind of person where I work very well in like long spurts. So this was probably like a Friday night. So I probably stayed up all night Friday, probably worked on it all day Saturday, okay. probably worked on it all day Sunday. Um, I didn't work Mondays. I only worked Tuesday through Friday. Okay. So probably just kind of chilled on it, uh, rested on it on Monday. But when I went into the office on Tuesday, I told them, I was like, hey, I'm going to Thailand for a week and these are the dates. And they were like, oh, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I told my family, I was like, hey, I took the time off from work. I'm going to Thailand. I booked the hotel. I booked the flight. Um, and, and then they were like, oh, great, who are you going with? And I was like, I'm going by myself. <laughs> and oh, wow. This is like, uh-huh. what? <laughs> so. Now, now, was going solo a natural decision or did you try to, you know, rope people in and it just didn't work out? It was a natural decision. I kind of was at a point in my life where I was working this job. I knew I shouldn't have been there. I knew I shouldn't have been at this job. I was living in this town that I knew I shouldn't have been in. It was my childhood town, New Roads, Louisiana. I was I love it there, but I knew I shouldn't have been living there. It's good to visit. Yeah. Um, and I just knew I was in a place where I shouldn't be. And I was so young and I just was confused. And I just was like, I need some time to think. And I don't want to do it here. So I had a conversation with my grandmother. I actually recorded it. I don't know where that video is. But I told her I was going to Thailand by myself. And my grandmother is a Creole woman, born and raised in um, Louisiana, spent the majority of her life in New Orleans. And I know she wanted to curse me out, but she didn't, surprisingly. She didn't. She stayed back. Um. Grandmas are the true gangsters, by the way. Yeah, they are. Especially <laughs> mine. Especially mine. All, mine are the true, truest of gangsters. So I, I I knew nothing about nothing. The person I was then in mm. um that that was in uh yeah, what year was this? 2017. That was in 2017. 
versus the person I am now in 2022 as a solo traveler. I mean, just down to the organization. My parents were like, okay, well, send us where you're going to be staying and what you're going to be doing. I literally just took screenshots of all of my receipts, put them in date order and sent them to them. Like, oh, if anything happens to me, they'll know. I found that document from 2017 and was like, what <laughs> is this? What is this mess? It was just complete and total mess. It was literally like, hotel these days um <laughs> this day it was just it was so the organization was so bad i was like was a newbie i know yeah. they were freaking out so that was my first solo trip okay. that started it all how how was the thailand experience as a solo traveler thailand actually changed my life thailand Beautiful. it it was the catalyst of me beginning adulthood. That's what I would say. I, like I learned a lot of stuff about myself in Thailand. And Thailand is so beautiful, um, especially for Black people, especially for Black women. I will say if you're a solo traveler and you want to go somewhere safe, cheap, have a good time, go to Thailand because it's all of those things. Later in our discussion, we discuss how many trips she has taken solo and her experiences on those trips as well. Technically, I've done three countries solo. Okay, three countries. Which, uh, which three? So I did Thailand, I did Tanzania, and I did Kenya. And I, if you, oh, depending on who you are, you can consider Zanzibar a country. Some people consider Zanzibar a city. Some people consider Zanzibar yeah. a country. Okay. who you're talking to. So Zanzibar is in there too. Okay, so three or four if we count yes. Zanzibar as a, as, a, as a solo. All right, mm -hmm. perfect. At this point, we stayed on the continent of Africa and discussed how a dream trip to the Seychelles went horribly wrong. Now, I know you because we're in this big this big uh, solo group chat. So shout out yeah. to Melissa. Shout uh, out to Melissa and yeah. <laughs> Who set so, the whole thing up. How, yeah. how I got into the group chat, I can't really remember. I need uh -huh. to like really go back into my head and figure that out. But I know you're from this group chat. I was in Cape Town. My phone is blowing up. You guys are always talking about something, but this one was a different like blow up. It was like bing, bing, <laughs> bing, bing. I was like, wait a second. Something's happening here. And apparently there was a, a yacht trip called Yacht Nick. Out yacht in, Nick. Uh, and, and it just, it's the definition of <laughs> when you thought it'd be all good, it ends up all bad. <laughs> what you, you pay for versus what you get. <laughs> and you were unfortunately on the wrong side of this, this experience that was supposed to happen. How did you first hear about Yachtnik? Because I'm assuming it was an amazing marketing plan they had there. Yes. Yes. Spot on. So I first heard about Yachtnik in 2021 when I was up late one night scrolling on Instagram. And I mean, I was just scrolling regularly and I don't know if it popped up on my page. I don't know if somebody else posted it on their story. I don't know if it was a targeted ad, but somehow I literally stumbled headfirst into a rabbit hole of Yachtnik. And I was just so enticed by what it seemed to be. I mean, if you could close your eyes and think of, what your dream trip is. If you just think of all the components, the location, the people, the music, um, if you just it. if you just think of that, 
that's what Yatnik was to me. That's what I thought it was going to be because first of all, it was on the water. I'm a water sign. I'm a cancer. Love anything dealing with water. Second of all, it was black owned. I love to give my money to black owned businesses. Third is Yachtnik, which is supposed to be a spin on Freaknik. So it's supposed to be nonstop parties, headline DJs, um, and then luxury. So um, I'm 28, you know, I'll be 30 in two years. So I'm not saying that I'm trying to live this luxurious life, but it was slated as luxury for affordable young professionals you know this is something that's within your reach because when you think of yacht in africa i'm thinking you know per person 30 40 thousand dollars like i'm thinking of something you know completely unattainable so when they say hey but for you you can get the highest package for 3200 you're like 3200 i can do i actually can do that so that's how i came across it okay it was just completely downhill from there we then discussed if she noticed any red flags, anything alarming. There were so many red flags. There were so many red flags. I mean, Jelani, there were so many red <laughs> flags. When you decide you want to go on this Yachtnik trip, you are not greeted by the company Yachtnik. You're not greeted by the founder and sole employee, Jeremy Moore. You're not greeted by a website. You are greeted by a chaotic group me where you're thrown into the group me that says connect with us. And us is just a bunch of travelers who also want to go on this trip. And I had no idea. It was like 3 a.m. And I had no idea what was going on. So many people were talking. Everybody was from everywhere. And basically I said, hey, I'm new here. I want to go on this trip. I know nothing. The next thing I know, I woke up, I was in three more group me's for Yachtnik. And they all were like, this is the DMV Yachtnik. This is everybody from DMV that's going. This is the Seychelles Yachtnik. This is everybody uh, who's interested in going to Seychelles. And this is the big Yachtnik. So this is the big main group. So I was like, okay, how does this work? What do I do? And they basically, they being random strangers, (laughs) Not Jeremy Moore, not right. a team of people, just random strangers. Other participants, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. potential participants, you know, people <laughs> who had either gone before, who oh, had participated before, or people who just wanted to go so badly that they had done their research and knew so much about it. So just everybody just saying everything. They basically were like, okay, you choose your location, which I had already known with Seychelles. That's how I got put in the Seychelles group me. And then they say, you choose which week you want to go. And for some reason, I wanted to go to week one. Thank God I didn't go to week <laughs> one. That was such a blessing, which you'll understand why later in the story. Gotcha. But, and then I knew I wanted to have a luxury plus accommodation. So nobody really wanted all three of those things. So the girl was like, don't worry, you can create your own crew. So in short, she's signing up for Yachtnik. She then gets split out into group me's, which is a WhatsApp alternative. Then she's in charge of building her own crew. On top of that, she has to make payments on a scheduled basis. And the whole crew has to make payments on a scheduled basis to keep some ownership or some rentership right of the particular yacht for the particular week, whether it be week one, two, three, or four. So the first payment was due in September of 2021. So this was like July. So this was like July 2021, right? 
And she was like, you have a couple months to get your crew together and to find people who want to go. So I basically said, okay, I will build my own crew. We're doing week one Seychelles Luxury Plus. Let's do it. It's $3,200 a person. We can do it. So Jelani, I don't know if you're keeping up with the math here, but $3,200 a person, Luxury Plus, it's 12 people going for this one boat. So wow. that means that one boat is $38,000. Yeah, exactly. So for a Yachtnik experience set to take place in September of 2022, we have arrived at our first deposit in September of 2021. Things are moving, maybe a little bit hectically, but it's still moving. We were still discussing the logistics of this whole experience, such as, did you receive any payment confirmation for your first payment made of $3,800? So the first deposit we make is a total of $3,800, $3,840. $3,840 via PayPal. Um, we make this to the Yachtnik LLC through an invoice via PayPal. Okay. And th Jeremy doesn't really give us a confirmation. He doesn't really give us anything that is contractual saying, okay, mm -hmm. now you guys are slated to go on the trip he's basically like okay just keep paying your money you know not even like a we received your payment mm. from him directly i know paypal so does it maybe paypal that uh, paypal yeah, does yeah. it yeah paypal does it but i never received anything from jeremy like throughout this whole process it was very uh flaky when it came to receiving confirmation of payments this led us into the next three payments that had to be made over the course of the year View it as the last cash had to be paid out before flying out in September of 2022 or net 60 days before September of 2022. The next three payments are a total of $960 per person to be made over the course of the year. The last payment is going to be made um, 60 days prior to the trip. And you okay. have basically one payment per quarter. So basically every three oh, months you're making a you're payment. You're making a payment. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Fair enough. Okay. So then when when is the when 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 were you taking off for this trip? So I was week two. Okay. Yeah. So let me tell you how I got to week two. Remember <laughs> 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 I started week one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. originally week one. Okay. <laughs> I get to week two now. So when it came to make that third payment third when it payment. came to make the third payment the final payment to solidify hey we're going on this trip this is it traveling with black people traveling with a large group it can happen to anybody basically it completely fell apart this like i will say this you know what i'm not gonna say that okay okay because the main reason our crew did fall apart is because of the lack of inconsistency and the lack of communication we received from Jeremy Moore. A lot awesome. of people in our group were so uncomfortable because they had already paid $2,200 and we had not received one email from Jeremy about anything of, of this trip. Um, I get it. I get it. So it's a lack of confidence right at this point. Yes, People are starting yes. to move. It's a complete yeah. lack of confidence. And they're like, if we're going to get any money back, we need to pull out now. This is all due to the lack of communication between the management and the Yachtnik paying participants. Tyla, who was originally a week one member, now has to transfer to a week two member due to her week one members falling out. 
They decided to cut bait. We discussed it. What was this transition like? So I joined a new crew. So I'm with a completely new crew. So the people that I had been paying money with for almost a year, yeah. they were out of the picture. I was a completely new crew. I was with a completely new crew. Yeah. At this point, we were 60 days out from the trip. We right. were we were 60 to 90. 60 yeah, you're scrambling. You're yeah, scrambling. we were 60 to 90 days out from the trip. And it was eerily silent. Like, the silence was deafening. Like, by this point, I was concerned because, okay, I've paid you all my money. I've received two emails about this trip. And the emails have absolutely no information in it. Yeah. So I start speaking up like, Jeremy, where's this? Jeremy, where's that? You know, people start speaking up and demanding more stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's time for the captain to speak. Yes. Basically. Yeah. 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 And um, it just it just this is this is where things start to get malicious because week one is set to leave for Seychelles September 10th. Week one is set to leave for Seychelles September 10th. Week two is set to leave September 17th. So it's set up week one and week two. The end of August, like right before week one is set to leave. And mind you, this is a lot of people's first time to Africa. Yeah, so, you know, they're visiting different countries. They're getting there early. Like me, I went on an entire East African tour. So I was oh. in Africa two weeks before we even got to Seychelles. So Tyler leaves for her own East African tour roughly two weeks prior to the Yatnik party commencing. She's still not hearing much from Jeremy. And anything that she does hear, it's very troublesome. We got into that. Yeah, I do remember we having that conversation. Yeah, you said, see, because you were there earlier doing your own trip, your own exploration, and you were going to end with the Yachtnik uh, yes. party. Exactly. Got you. Exactly. So Jeremy sends out this long slew of text messages. And this is in August, by the way. This is yes. in August. Got yes. you. Right. I was either already in Africa or I was like, I leave next week for Africa. It was, it's very condensed. I have to look gotcha. at it. So Tyler was looking forward to experiencing what was advertised. A luxury yacht, a hostess, a welcome dinner, headline DJs, towels and bed linens, GPS and nautical charts, port fees, a yacht knit gift bag. In addition, a food package, a brunch event, stereo speakers, Wi-Fi, yacht fuel and shore power, which is roped into the luxury yacht, and professional photography. Lastly, a professional skipper, drinks and bottles, all access pass to exclusive Yachtnik events, a final Yachtnik cleaning, yacht equipment, water taxis to get you to and from the dock, transfers to and from the airport, and a professional videographer. So at this point, Tyler is already in East Africa. She's readying herself for the Yachtnik experience with her week two group mates. So you're in Africa, you're going through your own tour, you are you hearing the debacle that's going on with week one? Yes. Oh, I have so. I have terrible I have terrible service in Africa, so I'm getting everything like a couple days late, like uh, when I'm on Wi-Fi. But I'm just catching up on all the messages, like oh, snap. oh my god! So in our all-inclusive package, airport transfers were supposed to be included. Jeremy then said airport transfers are only for the people arriving the day of the event. 
Okay, that makes absolutely no sense because if I'm showing up to your event and I want to arrive a day early or want to arrive two days early, if you tell me you're going to transport me for the airport, why does it matter? But he said, no, we're only providing airport transfers for the people of the day of. Week one got no airport transfers at all. So for week two, he was trying to save ass, but it was still terrible. So I arrived a day early. And when I arrived a day early... Week one was leaving. So they were having the week one um, departure party. So we we went to go talk to week one. We were like, okay, we can meet some of the week one people. So we went to this place called the Boardwalk, which is in the marina that we were catching the yachts from. Okay. Um, and when I went there, I met up with one of the week one attendees who I had been speaking with for a couple of months. I, I, I had basically known her on a personal level at this point. She basically sat me down for two hours and told me everything. Dang. She told no. me everything. That's everything that I didn't know, she told me and she caught me up to speed. So, obviously, I had a hotel because I got there a day early. So, I had a hotel, got there a day early, um, talked to her. She told me everything. Now, the next day, check out of the hotel meet up with some more week one participants, week two participants. We go get lunch. Um, We go to this quote unquote villa that Jeremy has rented for us to hang out in just for a couple of hours. Um, And then we make our way to the marina because our yachts are supposed to be there at 6 p.m. So we're thinking, okay, we're only going to spend three hours here with our luggage. It's not too big of a deal. It'll be fine. We get there at 3 p.m. Personally, our yacht doesn't show up until 8 p.m. The latest yacht doesn't show up until 11 p.m. Mind you, this is a group, majority black women, and we have, each of us individually have thousands of dollars of cash on us. That's not safe at all. So we were literally just sitting ducks. And mind you, this place we were at had no idea we were coming. So just imagine a hundred black people just bombarding a restaurant with all their luggage. They were like, hey, hey, hey what are y'all doing? Yeah. We're like, what with y'all, Nick? They were like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. So it it was really stressful because you could tell they didn't want us there because they were trying to manage and run a business. And we were taking up all, I mean, we were taking up all their space. And they just we dealt with week all one. All their space. Yeah, yeah, we were taking up all their space. So we were literally stranded for like six to eight hours that first day that we were there. And Jeremy being Jeremy says, when all the yachts get there, Jeremy says, okay, all white party in an hour back at the place we have been stranded for eight hours. Do you think they want to see our face? (laughs) Nope, not even close. We were like, we're not going to that. We're not going to this. Like, are you insane? We, we've we literally been sitting there all day. Why would we want to go to an all-white party tonight? Question is, are you receiving these messages through text message, or is he physically there? Jeremy's physically in Seychelles with us. Yeah. But, of course, he's communicating with the whole group, so it's still every. Now everything switched to WhatsApp. So now everything is in WhatsApp. To summarize, there was no airport transport. They're packed in a restaurant for almost eight hours. They can't locate the catamarans. And on top of that, the messaging that they're receiving from the Yachtnik management isn't very helpful. 
We then discussed if she received an itinerary to clear up any confusion. There's no itinerary. There's no huh. itinerary. Jeremy kind of just threw together an itinerary because we we begged him for an itinerary before we left the U.S. And we in Yacht Nick is always about these themes. We're supposed to have these themes. Um, they like themed the events. Parties. Yeah, yeah, oh, themed gotcha. events for the parties. So he gave us themes. He gave us itinerary. And people were kind of disappointed even when he said they were like, this is it, this is it, this is supposed to be yachting it, you know? So even when we got there, we like, we're going we gonna to be here for seven days and we only get three themed events. And I was trying to be optimistic. I was like, okay, only three of the events are themed, but we have four other parties. So we literally have a party each night. Like we're going to be partying, you know, like I'm not really a party <laughs> girl. Like, I don't even, I don't even really drink Jelani. Like I'm a two yeah. drink kind of girl. Like I don't That's even really drink. you're out. So gotcha. yeah, um, so I was just excited to be around the vibe, you know, gotcha. just be on the scene. So I was making the most of the itinerary, like this is still gonna be fun. We're still going out every yeah. night. We then discussed that this confusion was an ongoing daily occurrence. Every single day we had to text Jeremy, what's the plan for today? Because he would switch the plan. And he um, would make plans and say, this is the plan for today, but I'm not providing y'all any transportation to where we're going. So, for example, what? Jeremy told us, he said, because Seychelles is premium and premier, and this is the inaugural event, we're doing something we've never done for any other route. We are building the cost of the events into your package. The cost of the events he's referring to are free events, Jelani. Free events. Get out of here. Free events sponsored by the Seychelles Hospitality and Tourism Board. <laughs> free events. Playing that off as part of the uh, the whole experience. Yes, yes, yes. And he would tell us, wear your wristband to get into these exclusive events just for Yacht Nick. Other people were there who were not from Yacht Nick. They were not exclusive events. Um, they were free events that anybody could walk in. <laughs> I could walk in there right now. <laughs> you could walk in right now without a wristband and you would be fine. So got you. And um, then so the, the the other the other events I'm assumed you figured out you had to pay for them. They were free. Like if we oh, went okay, to okay. the club, if we Oh, I see what you're saying. Club, I see what you're saying. It was free. no matter what, what it was all free. It was, it was free. It was free. They were used that to act a premium. I yeah, see. They, yeah. And the Seychelles Tourism Board of Hospitality was so excited to have 100, 200 Black Americans in Seychelles. They were like, let us pay for your dinner. Let us take you to the rum tour. Let us give you rum. So Jeremy said, you know what? Y'all are going to get a premium luxury alcohol package. Jeremy gave us six bottles of rum. My boat had 12 people. So what is six bottles of rum going to do? I ain't gonna do nothing. I don't even <laughs> drink, and I was like, "What is that gonna do?" <laughs> for seven days, that's not enough, man. <laughs> right, six bottles of rum for twelve people. One bottle of rum was twenty-four U.S. dollars. Is that Whoa. a luxury alcohol no. package? No, no, not even close. Twenty-four dollars, and it was sponsored by Seychelles Tourism Board. We then discussed if anybody, including herself, decided that they had enough and left. Not it on our On week one, one, that happened, but not on our trip. Everybody stayed the whole seven (laughs) days. They were like, like, I paid my money. I'll get get whatever I can. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, describe the boats. The catamarans. The ca- oh yeah, the catamarans. Were they uh these cruise ships you've mentioned earlier, or? <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, before I even get into describing them. Okay. Our skipper, because we were able to get a skipper, and I'm going to tell you the shisty things Jeremy did with the skipper, too. But we were able to get a skipper, and our skipper told us, oh, this catamaran, it goes for $14,000 a week. Do you remember the number I told you earlier? Yeah, 3800 38000 38000 yeah. 38000 so Jeremy tripled the price. He highly inflated the price. Yeah. And my thing is, I understand that every business has overhead. I understand every business has, you know, you there's money that goes into running a business. But on this trip, it was apparent Jeremy spent no money on this venture. And Jeremy does not look at this as a business because as a businessman, um, but he did, so- he did, it seems like he was trying to really turn a profit 38,000 yeah. on 14 a week. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's one boat in my boat. Right. Were, yeah. There were several other boats. That, it sounds so, like price gouging to me now. It, it doesn't it, even seem like it, price, it's you know. price gouging. It is price yeah. gouging. So the yachts were old. They were old. You could tell that these were kind of worn. Just- lying around it kind of just whatever they had laying around there was a sewage issue i mean you could when somebody went to the bathroom you could smell it it was a Uh, sewage issue all throughout the boat the skipper was supposed to be cleaning your bathroom every day because yachts just naturally have a smell i don't think our skipper cleaned our boat once they took the trash out but i don't think they like scrubbed the toilets um, they were roach infested. There were bugs on that what? boat. There were bugs. There were bugs. Oh, there were bugs. And then you were supposed to get a um, you were supposed to get bedding and and towels. We got a top sheet, a flimsy, thin top sheet, and two towels for two people in one room. Jeez, like I literally got a rash from the towels. Gosh, it sounds like a boat prison. Yeah, yeah, it Damn. was it it was it was nasty. It was nasty. And what about the skippers who were acting as the captains of the catamarans? So our skipper Regis was amazing. He has over twenty years of experience. He actually sailed from France to Africa on a 40, 40 day voyage. So he he knows what he's doing. So he sailed us at night, which is illegal. Um, because this is the thing about it. In Seychelles, first of all, Jeremy planned this trip during the rainy season, which is the most oh, dangerous that's time a bummer. of year. That's the most dangerous time of year to be on a yacht in Seychelles because of the monsoons. Yeah, yeah. And, and very, very choppy water. So after 6 p.m., it's illegal to sail. Like, even if you go from here to here, like, even if you go a short distance at night, it's illegal. But because Jeremy was such a terrible um, planner and um, he couldn't curate the events, our skipper basically said, what do y'all want to do? And we told him and he did it for us. Gotcha. Almost like a courtesy or to kind of pick your spirits up. Yes. And, gotcha. and 
circling back to the skippers, the skippers were supposed to get $2,000. Jeremy told us, he said, every boat needs to give me $1,040 and $1,040 uh, as a mandatory gratuity for the skipper. And if you don't give me this money, you won't have a skipper on your boat. Mandatory <laughs> gratuity doesn't exist. And I'm assuming you weren't even aware of paying for a skipper. You figured it was already roped the in. The skipper was supposed to already be included, but when yeah. he told us it wasn't included, and then we had to pay for them again. Because you kind of need it. He's saying, now he's saying, okay, I'll help you guys get a skipper, but give me the money, and I'll give it to the skipper. So we were like, no, 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 no. You do better than that. <laughs> yeah. We were like, oh, hell no. Out of everything discussed, we then talked about what was the worst part of it all. The most egregious thing that he did was he put the lives of hundreds of black people in danger because he forged international documents to get us into the country of Seychelles. Oh, wait a second. That's wild. That's ridiculously wild because anytime you travel somewhere international, they got to tell you, well, where are you going to stay? Where are you going to yep. be? You know, you're not a citizen here. So we got to know just for our own tracking purposes. Exactly. You know this. I know this. Everybody knows this. So because most of the people on the trip are experienced travelers, we're trying to complete the travel authorization form 30 days in advance. And we come to realize you can only complete the form five days prior to your travel. So we see it's like you have to provide proof that your accommodations are paid for. So we're like, Jeremy, are these yachts paid for? Because to enter into the country of Seychelles, they have to be paid for. Right. So Jeremy's like, yeah, I'll send y'all the documentation right now so you can get the uh, authorization form filled out. Jeremy sent us free quotes, basically just saying that the yachts were on hold. And then we inadvertently submitted forged documentation to the country of Seychelles. And are they, have you heard that they're looking into this or no? I told them about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? responded to my email. <laughs> I, I, it's it's giving malicious. It's giving malicious. It's giving malicious. We then discussed what is life like now that she's back home. Any regrets? What I can say is this: if I don't see a dime of that money, yeah. I'll be fine. The money is spent. I'm fortunate enough to where when I went on that trip, I went on the trip of spending, the intention of spending that money. Okay. So even though my money was misappropriated, misallocated, and I was, you know, yeah, yeah, outrageously yeah. stolen from, um, a refund would be great. But if I don't get that money back, I was in a place to spend that money because that's a blessing. That's okay. that's one of the blessings of travel to be able to have the means to do so. So yeah. what I'm not okay with is if he continues to scam people. He has a very lucrative platform with 25,000 Instagram followers. He has the backing of the black travel community of the people who don't know the whispers. And he also has the affiliate partner of the Yacht Week. So people think mm. he's credible. So if he continues to scam, that will keep me up at night. So that's why I will continue to speak on this 
share my story because I'm a hardworking black woman. You put my life at risk. You put my livelihood at risk. And to think you're going to do that again? If we were white, Jeremy would already be in jail. Yeah, so we're hoping to amplify the story and talk to anybody who will listen. But the main outcome that I would like to see from this is that Jeremy Moore never scams again. And he never operates any kind of business again. Any advertisements for the next years yacht nick or anything not not from yacht nick but i have seen people asking when are the 2023 days when are y'all releasing the 2023 days and i'm like y'all don't want to (laughs) go baby then baby baby, let me tap you on your shoulder you don't want to go as we close our yacht nick discussion tala and i got to talk about her future travel plans and i got to ask her some fun travel questions do you have any trips for the remainder of this year to kind of make up for what happened. Uh, no more international trips for this year. Uh, no more international trips until 2023. But I am just, you know, traveling around Virginia, which I like to okay. do a lot. I love going up to Richmond, love going down to Virginia Beach, okay. um, going up to Maryland, your neck of the woods, going up to Maryland for a Friendsgiving, um, then taking a big trip in December to California. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Which part of California? Los Angeles. Ooh, bring a car. You're going to yeah. be stuck in traffic. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're renting a car. And my mom my mom has kind of already whispered that I'll be doing all the driving because we're both terrible drivers. So, Oh, gosh. Well, you're not. You're, when you're in that type of traffic, you don't even have to be a good one. <laughs> you just sit and move a little, move a little much. Uh, yeah, uh, do you know which part of LA you're gonna be like maybe near the beach or in downtown? The city? Downtown, okay, so you're in the city, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't mind LA, it's just it's just way too spaced out for me. That's my thing, yeah. All right, as a as a pay me in plane tickets, uh, we'd like to end off with some unique questions to kind of to kind of get you thinking here. So, uh, if you had to get paid in plane tickets, which airline are you gonna get paid in? I feel like you already know this. I'm, I'm gonna guess Delta. <laughs> Delta, it's Delta. It's Delta. Oh man, See, I'm a United baby. I can't, I can't but go over that United Polaris. It's where it's I at. I have my eye on the United Polaris. I've, you know but what? If I've I seen had it. to choose. I just feel like Delta has the routes. I feel like Delta uh, has the routes. Like uh, if you want to go somewhere, I feel like you can go anywhere with Delta. I feel like they have the most expansive routes you know i could i could agree with that is is there a delta hub near you or do you go up to dulles or uh reagan maybe not what i usually do is they i usually have to fly um fly to dc so it's usually um iad or uh dulles okay gotcha yeah yeah yeah. okay gotcha all right so delta is your is your go-to yes i try to work for delta like (laughs) Hey, those free flight perks. Work history is story. Like when I was trying to switch careers, I I was trying to you know shift my transferable skills to airline logistics because you know I have you know I have supply chain background. Yes, I can work in the airline airline logistics, which is true. But um, yeah, that that pay well. 
They don't. Ah, oh, I never thought that. I thought they did because they, they do. They do have the most expensive tickets. <laughs> they don't have a lot of. I'm, uh, the free tickets could potentially make up for the fact that you're losing tens of thousands of dollars in salary. But then the fact that you have to go into an office, you're like, no, 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 no. Uh, I see. Yeah, so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe in another life. Uh, do you have like a go-to debit card, credit card that you use when you travel or to rack up points? Yes, definitely. Um, my go-to is my uh, Bank of America travel rewards. Ah, okay, okay. Big fan of Bank of America. I get yes. you. And, and it's good points on like all the all the purchases all these advertisers they have for all these different types of purchases eating i know nothing about points i'm not even gonna lie to you i know nothing about points i don't know how to use them i don't know how to redeem them Uh, all i know is i'm trying to rack up all my points for my 30th birthday for my big luxury trip got you and then blow it all on that yeah then blow it all on that yeah (laughs) i'm with you i'm game for that one uh i think i can guess this next one uh your traveling pet peeve I'm gonna, oh yeah, you already know. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for the penny pinching. <laughs> Do not penny pinch on the trip when you're with Tyler, okay? <laughs> a baller. I'm not a baller. I'm not the one buying the three hundred fifty dollar bottle in the club. I'm not the one buying the section out. I'm not that girl. But I'm also not the one like, yeah, we're gonna have to um walk five miles because the Uber is ten dollars. You know, <laughs> it's like you gotta know in between. You gotta be in between. Yeah. You gotta be in between. <laughs> like I'm the girl where I'll spring for a convenience. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll spring for an Uber or spring, you know, to to make it more convenient. Um, but also I'm not gonna be super over the top because I'm not there yet. So I mean, okay. No, no, no. This, this is what I do. This is what I do. Before I travel, I call it running the numbers. I run the numbers on all my credit cards. Where did I start off before I go? And then when I come back, where am I at when I come back? And I have a number in my head of where I think that credit card is going to be at when I get back. Not saying that I, you know, am on a budget and I want it to stay beneath that number or whatever i'm just giving myself an idea of how much i think this trip is going to cost because that's how much i budgeted it for because we're traveling you budget it's not penny pinching you budget it for it so um when i went to africa i got back and i was like six hundred dollars under the number i had in my mind so i was like wow i did great i did an amazing job but I'm not saying that I needed to spend more money or do more right, things. Right, right. I just like I I did exactly what I wanted to. I was very comfortable. I didn't feel like I was over the top. I didn't feel like I was struggling. I was just doing what was good for me, which is why solo travel is so important because I was doing what I wanted to do. If I was in a group, somebody would be like, "She won't doing enough," or "She was doing too much." Or okay, yeah, I got you. Everybody, everybody has their own thing, and when it gets in a group, it just gets so get amplified. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, Definitely. Okay. Yeah. The penny pension is not uh, is not the wave when you're on a trip. Yeah. When you travel, do you are you a a light packer or a heavy packer? I'm an overpacker. Overpacker. Got you. I'm the one (laughs) with the tag on the back that says this bitch is heavy. Yeah, <laughs> she came like, with everything. I, 
I'm the one who has to get to the airport like two hours early because not only am I haggling with the bag people because they're like, ma'am, not only are your bags overweight, you're over our baggage policy. You can only have two bags, yet you have four. So what are you going to do? And I'm just like, I'm going to pay you and you're going to put through. Like, what do you mean? So I hear you. I'm the one holding the lineup because I got all these damn bags. <laughs> and they're like, like, when I went to Africa, I went to Africa yeah. for three weeks, 158 pounds of luggage. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I've never, oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever brought a bag that neared 20 pounds. <laughs> it was a total of two, two of my largest suitcases, a carry-on bag. And then okay. a duffel bag and a fanny pack. So like, wait, 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 say it again. So then you said two, two regular size cases. Two of the largest sized suitcases. Travel bags, gotcha. Yeah, two of your largest size suitcases. Then I had the Osprey transporter, which is like a carry on bag on your back. Okay. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Go okay. The overhead. So that was like forty pounds by itself on my back. I see. I and see. then I had. Um, when I went over there, I only had four bags. I had a fanny pack, I had the backpack, and then I had the two. But when I came uh, back, I had like six bags because I had oh, you bought more stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I when I weighed everything going over there, it was one fifty eight. Coming back, I have no idea what it was. Oh, those baggage fees were racked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. confidential. That's, that's for another they day. They hit me over the head. They hit me. They're like, "Oh, you'll pay? Oh, yes, you will." I was like, well, oh. yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I thought I thought there's a limit to how much a person can actually a passenger could bring before it's like there you got to call UPS. <laughs> I was I was at the station getting my luggage wrapped because she was yeah. like, "You can only have three bags. You have four. So yeah. I was like. Yeah, well, she was like, go over there and get the bag wrapped. Because I had two 25-pound bags. She was like, you're going to wrap these and turn them into one 50-pound bag, and then you'll be at the yeah. minimum. But uh, you're still going to be over the weight limit. So <laughs> I was doing crazy stuff. I learned so much. <laughs> you you finessed the baggage way. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. So, I'm stoked on that. Yeah. All right. Uh are you going to travel, uh, when you travel, you travel to, would you rather a city, a beach, or a mountain? So I feel like that's really hard to choose. Um, because like I told you earlier, when I go somewhere, I always try to see all three. Um, but I'm always going to start at the beach. Always going to start at the beach. Born at the beach. Water sign. Love the water. Gotcha. Strong swimmer. Um, I'm going to go to the city next because I'm a southern girl with the city charm. And then the mountains love the terrain. Okay, perfect. So beach, city, mountain. That's yeah. your preferred, uh, your preferred order. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Okay. Uh, do you rather, would you rather travel in a, as, as a solo or as a group? <laughs> right now is definitely solo. Solo all day. That's the vibe we're on. Solo. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And when you're going places, is it Airbnb or hotel? Definitely hotel. 
Got you. Definitely. <laughs> oh my God. It's so sad what happened to those three people. It was right here in Virginia Beach. They were from Virginia Beach. Um, it happened in Mexico City. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Oh, oh my yeah. God, Jelani, this is so sad. They were staying at an Airbnb in uh -huh. Mexico City. For some reason, the carbon monoxide detector was not up to code, and there was a carbon monoxide leak, and they all died. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, That's sad. Okay. That's so sad. And I, I wasn't trying to be cynical, but I was like, this is why I don't stay in Airbnbs. I was like, that is... That's terrifying. And they were young. They were like 20s. And they were from Virginia Beach. Uh, That's where I was born. I was just like, that is terrifying. Oh terrifying. Yeah, that's that's horrible. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely the negatives of being Airbnb. It's 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 not um it's not professionally managed. It's just mm -hmm. somebody's place and and might be cheaper, might not, but you're still at you know, you're you're just at the helms of somebody else and you don't know their organization at all yeah that's very sad to hear so yeah definitely hotel now you might even edge me on to do more hotel trips <laughs> yeah. uh are you a um digital nomad or a pto finesser i am definitely right now a pto finesser <laughs> i'm the kind of girl that will be out of the office for 10 days but will only take one day of pto like well, you see what I did there was I left I left on vacation day and then I took my recharge day and then <laughs> that was a half day and it was just one day. So Oh perfect. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you hey look, you know, PTO finesse and it's an art. It's an art, man. People got the goal, that. of course, is digital nomad, but yeah. still working on that. Yeah, that's at least a couple years down the line and a couple contracts and everything gotta get official. Yes, yes. So props yes. to all props to all of the digital nomad, but uh you know, teach us your ways if you can. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right, last one. So uh one if you had to go to one location for the rest of your life, where would it be? Can I bet Thailand or no? No. <laughs> I lost I all my chips right there. I can't answer that. Got you. It is it is a very tough question. I, I do uh I, I can't admit to that. It's a very tough one. Yeah, I uh, hey. I can't answer that. I your can't. place would be Earth. You go to Earth for the rest of your life. You just... Yes. Riddle. Wait, say it again. Was that a riddle? It could be. I guess <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it that. It's it's, it's we'll, we'll make it our riddle. Riddle, yeah. That's how you yes. The place would be earth, so that way I could go <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. Yes, yes. Oh man, all right. I love it. I love it. Um, I am so glad that we got to to meet and talk, and I got to we all got to hear your story. Uh it's somewhat funny, some are tragic, and uh some are just plain plain good to hear. I appreciate you, uh, you know, you jumping on, Tyler. From the Thank group chat. <laughs> I appreciate you too. And I'll catch you on the next one, all right? Okay, sounds good. See you in the group chat. <laughs>